0: This is the First Emanuel Lutheran Church Podcast. For more information about us, who we are, and how to get connected, check us out online at filministries.org.
1: Today's message is delivered by Pastor Randy Roche.
0: There's been a big uh, movement in industry uh, for mission statements. So it's good for people who run a business, people who work at a business, to always keep in mind the reason they exist. So I have a few mission statements from some pretty well-known corporations, and uh, we're going to throw them up there, and then I'm just going to give you a little time to try to think on uh, what is the company uh, from which the statement comes. So here's the first one first mission statement that we're going to look at is this: to refresh the world, to inspire moments of optimism and happiness, to create value and make a difference." So think about that for a while. Man, what? What company could that be? Well, you might be surprised,
1: because the company is. Coca-Cola. How many of you had that one? It says nothing
0: about soft drinks, does it? But it's, it's there to refresh the world, to bring optimism and happiness. My air conditioning went out yesterday. I went in the refrigerator and there it was, Coca-Cola. And I opened that up. The sound was like angels from heaven. Pssh. And I drank and I was refreshed and happy. For the eight minutes it took me to drink it. Now, I got to go either get more Coca-Cola or a new air conditioner. Next one. Here we go. We save people money so they can live better. Oh, this is You probably drive by one of these every single day. It's called? Walmart. You had it. Who had that? Very good. Yeah. You got two of them so far. If you get all of them, there's Pastor Sieben will give you a gift. Third one, to enable people and businesses throughout the world to realize their full potential. Anybody got it? Uh, it? It's probably in your office. It's probably in your home, Microsoft. Yeah, it doesn't say anything about software or computers, but really it's about helping people reach their full potential. Uh, the next one is a little bit longer. I don't know if I would... Um, like one to be this long, Uh, to be one of the world's leading producers and providers of entertainment and information, using its portfolio of brands to differentiate content services and consumer products. So that's, that's a mouthful. But you've probably been in touch with this one a lot. Who's got this one? Anybody know this one? It is the Walt Disney Company. It doesn't say anything about uh, amusement parks. It doesn't say anything about um, cartoon mice uh, or full-length motion pictures. Uh, here's one. Uh, to win championships and deliver excellent guest experiences while being guided by our core values. Anybody know this one? It's pretty close to home. If you guessed the Milwaukee Bucks, well, you were wrong. But... It's just up north a little bit. It's the Green Bay Packers. And here's one. I know you've heard this one before. This one says, In response to God who reached down to us, the mission of First Emmanuel Lutheran Ministries is to, say it with me, reach up to God, reach in to each other, and reach out to the world. So we looked
1: at mission statements. A soft drink company. A big box store a computer company, a sporting venue, a church. What do they have in common?
0: Well, these and other mission statements really have this one element in common. It's about service. It's about service. And that's really the mission purpose. The mission purpose is about service. This is the reason the church exists. This is the reason 1st Emmanuel exists. In verse two of 3rd John, we read this, Beloved, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health as it goes well with your soul. So the, the business the church is in is servicing souls. We care for souls, all souls. The souls of the people who are with us on a regular basis. We we come here uh, and we already know. The whole story of Jesus, don't we? We already know sin is forgiven and life is eternal. And we keep coming back here so that we can be strengthened in this faith. And we have got children, um, over 400 kids in the school this year. And they keep coming back. Why? To be fortified in their souls in faith. But it goes even beyond these walls. We care about souls throughout the world. And the best way to serve the souls of the world is to proclaim the truth. That was really our theme last week, wasn't it? Second John is about the truth, proclaiming the truth. And in verse 3 of our reading for today, For I rejoice greatly when the brothers came and testified to your truth, as indeed you are walking in the truth. This is what we want for people. We want people to know the truth. The truth The truth that Jesus is the Lord, that he is life and salvation. And that's really what he sent us to do. Pastor read from the gospel lesson and it ended this way. Jesus said in in Matthew uh, 28, he said, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you teaching them the truth. That's why we exist. We preach and we teach the truth that's proclaimed through the Word of God. So Jesus said in John 8, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you'll know the truth, and the truth
1: will set you free. The truth is that we're sinful. The truth is Jesus came to save us. The truth is, we can't work our way up into heaven. But the truth
0: is, Jesus came down from the heavens and did everything needful for our
1: salvation. The truth is, one day we will die. But the truth is, we will be in heaven. All because of Jesus.
0: And so in verse 4 of our reading today, John says, I have no greater joy than to
1: hear that my children are walking in the truth. That's the joy of our congregation. That's the joy of every
0: single individual Christian. Because every Christian is a mission participant. John's letter discusses, uh, it's so short of a letter and yet he brings up a number of people two in particular, who are both in the church and they are both diametrically opposed in their attitude toward the mission and purpose of the church. Here's what he has to say. I have written something to the church, but Diotrephus, who likes to put himself first, does not acknowledge our authority. So if I come, I will bring up what he is doing talking wicked nonsense against us. And not content with that, he refuses to welcome the brothers and also stops those who want to and puts them out of the church. You See, Diotrephus was about himself. This is what John said. Who likes to put himself first. Understand this. The greatest threat to the church's mission
1: is selfishness. Let me say that again. The greatest threat to a church's mission is selfishness. In
0: 1993, we had this facility built uh, along with Fellowship Hall and the office wing. And boy, only in a couple of years, we found ourselves in a quandary. We had just built this and our school... um, just people lining up to put their kids in the school and all we had was that little wing and some classes had three student waiting lists some had six some had nine we had like some that had a dozen waiting to get into our school and there was no way we were going to be able to accommodate them unless we built a new building. And so it was like 1995, 96. and as the leaders we were all together and we talked about building a new building and then one, one just wonderful man spoke up and he said, are we expected to educate the entire world? And before I could open my mouth, he said, don't even answer that. I know what the answer is,
1: yes. Exactly. We care for souls. We want the
0: world to know the truth of Jesus Christ. And the challenge is this. When we identify the church's mission according to our own personal preferences, our own desires, our own opinions, our own wants, then it's no longer about the church.
1: It's no longer about the mission. It's just about myself. And that's challenging. That's disastrous. Because mission is always about serving
0: others. Jesus, I think, if you ask Jesus what's your your mission statement, I think... Uh, Jesus would say, well, why don't you turn to Luke 19, verse 10? And this is where Jesus said, the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Isn't that wonderful? That's his, I think that's his mission statement. The Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. He came, which means he had to leave the perfection of heaven to come into a sin-stained world. Seek means that he went out to proclaim the truth, even in the face of threats and persecution.
1: And he came to save the lost, which meant he had to lay his life down for us. He lived beyond himself. He put
0: us above his comfort. He put us above his convenience. And that is evidently what Gaius did, who is mentioned also in this particular letter. As a matter of fact, the letter is written to Gaius. And in verse 5, John says, Beloved, it is a faithful thing you do in all your efforts for these brothers, strangers as they are. Gaius was out helping others proclaim the truth. He lived beyond himself. And that's exactly what happens when you follow Jesus. You become like Jesus.
1: And we are called to be selfless missionaries. Which is why after John talks about
0: um, Diotrephus who's selfish and Gaius who's selfless, in verse 11, John says, Beloved, do not imitate evil, but imitate good. Do like Gaius. And that's really the mission plan, isn't it? To live beyond ourselves. And our congregation has made some wonderful strides in serving others. Um, We've had a mission of the month for a number of years. Someone not too long ago asked me, how did we ever come about with a mission of the month? And um, it's kind of an interesting way that we got there. When Cedarburg built the um, Cedarburg Performing Arts Center uh, a few years back, uh, I was in I was in the Piggly Wiggly. I think I was standing in line. I heard two people talking, and someone said, "Have you been inside the the new Performing Arts Center?" And, and they said, "I heard it's beautiful." And the other person said, "No, they've had a couple events there, but the tickets are like seventy five dollars each, and you know we just can't afford that." And so I came back and I, I talked to the staff, and I said, "Man, what would happen if we could do something?" in that performing arts center and open the doors to the community. So we decided the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving, we would rent the performing arts center and open that worship service to anyone from the congregation or the community. So, a a few days before, I I went across the street and and I said, are you guys ready for us? They said, yeah. I said, well, I'm going to ask for a favor. I know we're not going to be there till 6.30, but in the afternoon, would it be okay if we had our school kids come over? They're going to sing at the worship service in the evening, but we'd kind of like to figure out where we can have them on the stage. And uh, can we come over like at 1 o'clock? And the people that were working over there said, yeah, 1 o'clock's is okay, but how are the kids going to get here? I So they can walk. And, and they said, how? Right? Left? I said, I, I don't know. They'll, they'll just walk across the street. But how are you going to get them all here? And I said, oh, well, well I, I know what you mean. We'll have the teachers. They, they'll be there to guide them. No. No, how are you going to get them from all the different schools of the community? Are you going to ask the different schools to release them at 1 o'clock? I said, oh, I said, I now I get what you mean. It's going to be kids from our school. They said, oh, you have a school? Uh, Yeah. They said, oh, hey, when did you guys start a school? I said, well, 1853. Really? So where is it located? I said, well, if you look out your window... That long part, over the, that's our school. No kidding. I never knew that. I said, how long have you lived in Cedarburg? Ready? My entire life. And that's when it dawned on me, we had a lot of work to do. And so we developed Mission of the Month so that we could start to live beyond ourselves, beyond the sidewalk which borders our property. And so we've chosen local missions and statewide missions and national and international mission groups. And verse 8 of our reading today, we ought to support people like these that we may be fellow workers for the truth. And this whole mission of the month thing is designed to help others, but it's also designed to help us see the value and the joy of, of living beyond ourselves. So since we've been doing this, our very first Christmas appeal was the Milwaukee Rescue Mission. Since that time, every single Tuesday, we have people that go to the Milwaukee Rescue Mission. They serve meals. Or we have people that do cleanup on the highway. Or we've helped Habitat for Humanity as a mission of the month and we still have people that are connected with them. Carl Raiske, who's our missions director, says, you know, every time I do a mission of the month, I have a prayer. And I have a prayer that people would realize that they don't support a mission only for a month, that they should keep praying for that or maybe stay connected with that mission. He said, but the other thing I pray for is that people's eyes would be open to other opportunities that maybe we're not
1: connected to here, but that they can get connected. It's not hard to do that. We have
0: one gentleman from our congregation, he was just telling me the other day, he said, the lady that lives uh, next to me, she gets along okay inside her house. It's just she's got a good-sized yard and she's alone now, and so I just do all of her yard work for her. I have another one who said, yeah, I've been, I've been driving elderly people to doctor's visits and to the pharmacy, and it's kind of been enjoyable. We have a a lady from our congregation who's mentoring uh, an inner
1: city family. What's out there for you to be involved? What's your mission plan? A few years ago, I received... um,
0: noticed that I was going to be interviewed for a position, an executive director of a Lutheran high school on the West Coast. Part of the paperwork that came to me included this question. What is your personal mission statement? And I thought, wow, I never really, never really thought of that. And, and you really can't send paperwork back and say, I don't have one. So I sat down and, and I just did some writing, did some pondering and some praying and, and I had things down like I, I just want to be a, a dedicated husband, I want to be a loving father, I, I just want to be able to be a faithful pastor, a, a, a true friend, I want to be a positive influence in the community and I had all of these things down and I just what is it? I, what is just one sentence that would help me every single day be the best that I can be? And I came up with this. I serve God by serving others. That's it. And when I get up in the morning, I try to remind myself that that's all I'm here for. Serve God by serving others. What is your personal mission statement? If you have one, great. I hope you live by it every day. If you don't, I would encourage that you ponder and pray and, and develop one. And, and if you have a family, it wouldn't it be great for your family to sit down and come up with a, a, a purpose statement, a mission statement of why we're together, why God knit us together as a family, how helpful that is when we're making really important decisions for life. I'm here to tell you, there's nothing more helpful for daily living When you really know and you really understand why God put you on the earth and why you get up in the morning. What's your mission?
1: Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you want to learn more about First Emmanuel Lutheran Church, visit filministries.org. We'll see you next week, and God bless.